Welcome to Sisterly Situations. I'm Charlene. I'm Missy. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and today, I don't know why I whooped. <laughs> today, the situation is we are going to do a Bruce questionnaire. <laughs> yes. We recorded an episode about this, about how much Dex Shepard and Monica Padman's podcast called Armchair Expert is really an influence for us, but just something that we love and we both listen to. We got this idea for this particular podcast from them because they did this Proust questionnaire that I, I actually didn't listen to this episode. My sister did. And so she brought this. Jason Bateman, who I like jump to. I guess I to did. I I did. It's his Bateman second episode. and it's the second one. Yeah. When he returns. Yeah, I listened to that. I don't remember the proof questionnaire at all, but maybe it'll come back to me. Anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna do it. Gonna do it. So for those of you who don't know, the Proof questionnaire, I'm gonna read it, has its origins in a parlor game popularized, though not devised, by Marcel Proust, mm-hmm. the French essayist and novelist who believed that in answering these questions, an individual reveals his or her true nature. So the first question is, what is your idea of perfect happiness? Wow. So we're starting right off the bat with a really, really hard question. They're all like this. They're all pretty deep, like soul-searching questions. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just told you mine. What's yours? Seeing Guinevere with our family. Seeing Um, Guinevere with a family member, getting like love with... Like if she is snuggling with Aunt Dawn or giggling with Isla or playing with you or playing with dad or baking cookies with Jean or giggling with Linda. So Guinevere's happiness is your happiness. Yeah. Seeing her specifically connecting with family, like those moments and being able to bear witness to that sheer moments of unadulterated love just like I love that that's that's my perfect happiness moments so like is it asking like for happiness perfect happiness moments that exist (laughs) it just says what is your perfect happiness I am never happier than when my daughter is in a moment of love with family I am never happier than when I am traveling and I am seeing new beautiful parts of our country that's most of the traveling I've done I've also seen some of Canada but for me I think I have never been happier than when I'm traveling and adventuring and doing awesome things in nature all around the world all around the country but hopefully that'll expand all around the world I love that. You're true. Thanks. You truly have like that wanderlust yeah, aspect. I do. Real. All right. So what is your greatest fear? <laughs> My greatest fear is I, probably not being liked. Not, not being, being like, yeah, not pleasing, you know, making people upset, unhappy with me. So what's your biggest fear? I think abandonment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I think not being, not being wanted, not being a part of something. Actually, so I got a text message Friday from my friend and she had reached out and she was like, hey, did you see we changed the date for like my birthday party? It's going to be Saturday. And at first I thought she had, because we had a text message, like a group text message thing going through. So I thought it had gone out to the whole group, but she, it was actually just a text to me. And I was like, no, I didn't see that. That's awesome. I'll be there. And the, and like, I felt so elated that she had actually just, re- that she had reached out to me personally. Like I felt Aww. so part of the group, like, or it's like, so I was like, oh yeah, I'll definitely be there. Cause she had reached out. I was like, I love that. Thank that is for- so cute. Like, thank you for thinking of me and including me. That is so sweet. So, so sweet. Nice. All right. What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? 
Oh, my incessant need for control. My control freakness. You don't like that about yourself? I hate. I deplore. (laughs) (laughs) I know about myself. (laughs) What do you you deplore? Um, Probably my need for validation. Uh, This is all stemming from our childhood. It is. And also, I am very critical. For someone who really tries not to be judgmental of other people, I can be very critical. And I hate that about myself. But I also feel like there have been times in my life when I could have been a little bit more critical of people Mm. and I let things slide and it didn't do me very well. So I'm like, hmm. I feel both sides of that coin on a deep <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah. A deep spiritual level. I feel that. <laughs> so both of those. I I yeah. I feel both of those. Yeah. Okay. What is a trait that you deplore in others? A need for control. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, usually it does kind of wrap back, right? Yeah, for sure. That neediness. Okay. Um, no, not need usually is- need for control. If anybody tries to control me, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I, for me, that neediness, like when someone feels like they're being too needy of me and my time, which is so funny because I'm like, I, I, my biggest fear is not being accepted or part of the group. And yet when they're like, if someone's being too needy, I'm like, oh my God, could you just leave me alone? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. But that's probably that's not right. the thing. That's probably not the thing I deploy the most in others. I, I would say- racism and homophobia yeah I was I definitely think I can deal with people trying to control things more than I can more than like I hate it when people lie that's what I mean Mm, that's my question yeah for me it's it's racism and homophobia because it feels so stupid it feels so incredibly stupid and Mm -hmm. it's the thing it makes me so incredibly angry when people like have hate over nothing like that's yeah it doesn't make sense it's stupid and yeah it's not something that anybody can control about themselves Mm -hmm. it's like it's like if someone was walking around going just I hate tall people yeah I feel that (laughs) fucking stupidest thing in the world like how do you and there seems to be such an absentee of awareness of how stupid it is. Yeah, it is super stupid. Agreed. I understand yeah. why you hate people like that. <laughs> or you hate that trait in people. And, and and that lack of awareness of the space you're taking in the world in such a stupid way. Mm-hmm. And we talked about in our mini episode about stupid being a bad word. But this is the one time <laughs> when you know, you're, you are being stupid and you deserve to be called stupid for being that way. Like that's just... I hate it. I hate it. I can't. It makes me so angry. Did you get that out? Uh, almost. All right. Let's move on. Okay. That's Which... what I mean. Are you good? Did you get what you needed out? <laughs> I could go on a tirade for like hours about how stupid racism is yeah, or how stupid homophobia is. All right. You could. Let's move on. <laughs> Next question. So, <laughs> which living person do you most admire? Yeah, it's hard because there's so many people that I admire. I actually listened to Dax's episode with John Bon Jovi and all of his philanthropy work that he's done and the soup kitchen that he has, uh, or, and not soup kitchen, the soul kitchen. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. the work that he's done to build housing and f- help with food instability. Uh, so I, I don't have a person I'm going to say, and because I also listen to Sean Penn and he's like rebuilt core to help uh, it like, so I don't necessarily admire a person, but I admire people who have like the means to, and they utilize that to help others. People who just have that, that need to go out and help other people. I think that is the person that I admire the most. I love that answer. That's a good one. I wish I had the means to do something like that, to be, to really be able to go out and like develop an organization and touch lives like that. Like, oh, that's admirable. 
Yeah. What about you? Who do you admire the most? Which living person do you admire the most? I don't know that I have a specific person either. Because I admire so many different things and so many people, you know, like kind of echo, I guess, what you were saying about how I admire people who have the means to, to make changes, to make positive changes and help the less fortunate or the less the people who have who don't have the means right to use them in a good way that actually make a difference so I, I definitely would echo that because I don't know it's that's really hard to pinpoint for me because I admire so many people in my personal life for so many different reasons like I admire you I admire Cheryl <laughs> <laughs> I admire you and I admire Missy too <laughs> Okay, I admire, I admire you. I admire Shelby. I, I admire Sam and Danielle. And y- you know, I admire my girlfriend. I admire so many people in my life. I, I even admire Dad, and I admire Jean, and and our grandparents. Mm-hmm. You know, so and and everybody for completely different reasons. You yeah, know? like I don't have people in my life that I don't admire something about them. Yeah, I don't really know that there's one person that I specifically admire the most because when I've done that, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Maybe that's why I'm having such a hard time pinpointing, right? Because I have idolized and trusted specifically women in a leadership type position. I'm specifically not being specific. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. And they've let you down extraordinary sort of ways. And I've idolized them, right? And trusted them and and totally admired them. And they, exactly, I've been let down and taken advantage of in so many ways. So I have a hard, I guess that's why I'm struggling so hard with that question. So I think because I realized that, that's something I need to work on. And I'm happy with my echo answer. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Wow, that was a battle. (laughs) Okay. It was. It's hard. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, I definitely feel, I feel you like I, you're not going to be a part of my life if I can't find something admirable yeah. about your character. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But you, you, I think because of the trauma that we've all had, that we've both had, especially with adults or people that we've looked up to, they always, there's always that moment when they come down and it's like, Oh, they're human. Yeah. And that's, that's a big letdown. It's a big letdown. That's part that's yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what is your greatest extravagance? I don't even know how to answer that question. You answer. What's your... <laughs> I, I know understand. it's, we live such modest lifestyles. So yeah, I'm like, um, my, you mean my broken down car that's been sitting in a garage for two years? That, that extravagance, I, the shoe rack I just put together today. That was real exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here looking at my microphone going, well, yeah. Right. Um, Are we talking about extravagant material items? Yeah. Okay. So, and I think we've expressed before that we don't really like extravagance. Like, Mm-mm. yeah. So, okay. What is your current state of mind? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> My current state of mind is, I don't know, spacey, jumbled, all over the place. But also, there was a sense of clarity today. I'm so obsessed with this setup. Your organization and everything. Yeah, Yeah, we had a beautiful setup. I'm in survival mode. I feel like every moment, like I'm just on the verge of tears. Like, all weekend, I've just been like, at any moment, anything, I'm just, I'm gonna gonna cry. So I'm holding it together. Yeah. That's my state of mind. Honestly, that's been my state of my mind. Uh, that's not an uncommon state of mind for me to be. <laughs> um, Same. That was me not, yesterday for sure. I was having a hard time. Yeah. If I'm not working and, so, and also sometimes when I am working or parenting and sometimes when I am parenting, you can almost <laughs> definitely say that that's going to be it's a pretty high likelihood that I'm just like one slight mild inconvenience away from just breaking down in tears <laughs> not a big thing something Small, big can happen mild inconvenience 
Yeah. Yeah. A big thing. I'm going to go into crisis mode and be okay because I got to fix it and put it together. Yeah. You're like, okay, big crisis, just another day. This is fine. Right. Like if the toilet floods and it's like all over the place and be like, oh, okay. All right. Well, oh my gosh. (laughs) It's okay. I've got towels. We told that story on the, on the, we, we told that story on here, right? I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> Big thing like that. But if like, I don't know, I break a nail. I might just like lose my shit. <laughs> I like, might, I might blow. Just, <laughs> not blow. I'm just going to break down. I'm going to fall. It's going to break my heart in some unreasonable <laughs> kind of level way. Cry over spilled milk. It, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to cry over spilled milk. Yeah. Um, but the whole world could be crashing down and I'll just be like, yeah, that seems right. It must be Tuesday. Yeah, here we go. Fix mode. Yeah. Um, all right. So what do you consider the most overrated virtue? Um, wow. So many things (laughs) like brand named shoes and watches and and you know well extravagance extravagance there you go you think that's overrated okay I do I do I mean like it's cool okay uh, some things are cool don't get me wrong but like if somebody's walking around with a t-shirt that says Balenciaga and I know that you just bought you bought that t-shirt because it says the word Balenciaga on it for however many dollars and we could print that on our own. That's the kind of stuff that I'm like, okay, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Um, I'm going to say I just had a moment. And so I saw you have a moment. Let's talk about that. So Nick's being a black cat I just saw I didn't see that it was the cat that was standing up right behind me I just saw this this black sort of like figure growing behind me in the corner of the screen and then kind of like start to fade and I'm like oh my god is this like what is that girl's name from the well (laughs) Samara yeah. yeah, I'm like, is this entity just like climbing out of <laughs> the floor behind me? And is this about to be like a horror movie? Oh my gosh. That was a crazy thing. Okay. I, I'm going, I totally have you at a disadvantage here because I listened to you, Dax and Monica answer this and I'm, be, and I'm totally going to rip their answer. For the next question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or what do you it. consider the most overrated virtue? Oh, for this one. I forgot that you haven't they, answered that yet. Yeah, I'm going to say kindness. So okay. just be like overly kind. It's so, it's like, oh, but they're so kind. Yeah, but they're incompetent. Like, oh, they're so kind. Like, they're always so kind. It's like, yeah, but is it sincere? Mm, that's I think a sin- good question to ask, sincerity. Sincerity is so much more important than just being kind. And I they love actually- that. And they actually had talked about like when they were in the South and I just happened to live in the South and they were like, when people are just like, they, it's so insincere, like when they're out in public and they say, I mean, even the saying like, bless your heart. It's just a kind way of saying, fuck off. Jamie has two shirts, two t-shirts that say, bless your heart. And somebody at the gas station can you come tell the story on the microphone for me because it's funny tell the story about the how they told you about the bless your heart shirt oh so i was wearing my bless your heart shirt you you have to talk i was i was wearing the bless your heart shirt right and uh the cashier like i went to check out and she goes are you being a smart ass i was like huh (laughs) Are you being no. a smart ass with that shirt? Yeah, she was like, are you being a smart ass with that shirt? I was like, oh no, it's bless your heart. I didn't know Californians knew what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like the South has just gotten away with telling people to fuck off for generations. Public, <laughs> yeah. Like they've just figured out the loophole, which is kind of brilliant, but also like, 
you're not being kind. That's, that's such how people a falsity. Are taking, that's how people here are taking I love that for you from me. Yes. Yeah. Well, also, we did talk about we need to reclaim that. So are we going to reclaim bless your heart, too? Like, no, are we gonna reclaim no. Them? <laughs> no, no, we are not. No. We're not reclaiming bless your heart. <laughs> we will reclaim I love that for you. Um. Anyway. That was my girlfriend. Yay, she made an appearance. I think that's the first time. Yay. Hi, Jamie. Next question. <laughs> All right. So on what occasion do you lie? Fucking never anymore. I used to lie. I learned that that was really just so much harder than telling the truth. I don't lie. I don't like lying. I don't like liars. What do I lie about? What would I lie about? Do you know what I would lie about? I don't know. I'm not good at it. Um, but that's another reason I, I don't do it. <laughs> I, I have found situations where I find myself like lying to my daughter because I'm trying to not talk to her about adult things like that are none of her business that's probably the most I lie these days too wow that's sad to your daughter yeah um little white lies that you don't tell children or just trying to protect her innocence yeah in a way like this is a grown-up thing we're not going to talk about this yeah like so when she asked me like uh, about could she stay home with me and I was like no I have an appointment today and she was like she wanted to stay home from school and I had to go to court that day she's like what appointment and I was like uh a class for parenting like I don't I don't know yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, like I don't know how to, her. to yeah to not tell to not put her in a situation where she feels overburdened by adult situations yeah I would agree I would have to say that that's only time in my life that I or the whole Santa Claus thing I fucking hate the Santa Claus thing yeah that kind of shit yeah I got totally backed into a corner with Santa Claus through like daycare and school being like they introduced Santa Claus there was no way out like that I could figure out out of it here's a good question uh what do you most dislike about your appearance what do I most dislike about my parents? I'm really uh, insecure about my skin. Really insecure about my skin. I've got these spots that I can't seem to get to go away. But I think I might have figured it out a little bit. It is It is starting. It is getting better. I am happy to report. Um, I also don't like my hair length because I don't like my natural hair when my hair is this length. But my natural hair looks really pretty when it's much, much longer or much, much shorter. <laughs> so I don't like my hair length right now. I don't love how wide my nose is. Uh, we could I could talk about this all day. What about you? Let's. Oh like, yeah, I can make could make a list too. of yeah, like over a like, hundred things. Let's pick like two. Um, <laughs> my Limited. my weight. We're we're just gonna go with my weight. My weight is like the number one thing, okay. all the time that distorts everything. Yeah, yeah, you talk about that the most. I would say. Yeah, I don't like my cheeks. I think they're way too big for my face. All right, next question. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, and my arms. My arms. I, I hate my, my arms. Which living person do you most despise? Jeez, that's so much easier than admire. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the safe answer and say uh, Donald Trump. Okay, I'm going to say Joe Biden. What is the quality you most like in a man? Um, integrity. Okay. I really like men who are good fathers, uh, family oriented. That's, I also really like that's hot. you can feel safe around. That makes you yeah. feel safe. Make you feel safe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Side note, I had a security guard at my last shop that I worked I worked in the cannabis industry and dispensaries and the last shop that I worked at there was this guy that came in and he just was saying like some weird stuff with me he was just trying to flirt with me and I wasn't and I was shutting him down with every one of my answers you know and security guard saw this whole thing happen and he the security guard walked over to me and said hey if uh, that guy or anybody ever makes you feel uncomfortable please let me know so that I can keep an eye out and, and keep you safe yeah I love that for you genuinely (laughs) (laughs) no genuinely I love that for you 
No, I was just talking to actually the bartender because that's where I go. If I just want to like watch a game, so it's March Madness, I'm watching basketball. I just want to go have a drink or two, eat some unhealthy food and watch basketball game. And I've had situations, a particular situation at that bar where I was approached by a man who like made himself very comfortable at my table and Like when he sat down, I was looking up at the game and had to very distinctly move my head down to look at him because he said, I've noticed you haven't taken your eyes off of me all night. And I I was like, oh, ew, what? I didn't even like literally like I'm looking up at the game. I have to put my head down and turn to the side to even see that you exist. Who are you? Who is this person who just made himself comfortable? So he'd gotten to the point where he was obviously very intoxicated, very big dude. And he was just like, yeah, so are you going to give me a ride home tonight? I'm coming home with you, right? Oh and I was my like, gosh. He was, he had invited himself to my, and I was like, mm, no. So oh. when I asked for the check, I actually wrote, I was like, I think he's going to need like an Uber or something. Is it possible to call something? And I wrote on the back of the check, like, help me. And the manager came over and he said, excuse me, can you come with me? There's an an issue with your card or whatever. So he came over and pulled me over to, to the bar and he was like, we've been watching that whole interaction this whole time. Wow. And because we saw that you were by yourself and that he had come over. And when the man came over to like approach me at the bar with the manager the manager and two of the bartenders like created a barrier wall between me and him and one of the bartenders actually walks me out to my car so I was just saying to him the other night because we're you know here we are three years later and it's March Madness again and we're back in bars oh wow yeah and I, I was sitting there and I was like yeah he was like how are you doing and he had noticed that at different times like because there wasn't a lot of space, there were men who were sitting by me and there were conversation going on or whatever. And, and, um, it's at not one the point, same guy, is it? No, 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 no. Just different times. People coming in either like a no, group no, no. Of same two guys. bartender. Oh, same bartender. Yeah. Oh, it is. Same, it is the same bartender. Wow. And when wow. I see him, he, every time I go in, he's like, Hey, welcome back. It's good to see you. Are you sitting at the bar? Aww. That's where I sit now. <laughs> um, and Aww. he, he knows you exactly like, yeah, I have a cheers. I don't go that often. <laughs> like, I don't want to set no, the but you also but... No, no, no. But you also had like a memorable experience there at, that right. anybody on either end of that would remember, especially the bartender, you know, that was involved mm-hmm. in that. And like, so you made, I mean, unfortunately, your visit made an impression. But fortunately for you, there's this, now there's this recognition and there's this level of connection yeah. that you feel there. That's fucking awesome. But anyway, continue. And that, that that was the established kind of way that they managed that of intervening. Yeah, yeah it was and amazing. They, and the manager's wife also works there. And she was like, we were waiting to see if you would like go to the bathroom or something and be away from him. So like I could meet with you and like we could talk and make sure you were OK. And I was like, well, I wasn't going to leave my drink unattended. And they were like, that doesn't matter. We would have got you a new drink. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, I was like, what am I going to do with it? Like my drink was like never, the waitress was really on point. My drink was never empty. (laughs) But I was like, wait, no, before you do, I'm trying to get away from this person. But at the, at the bar, I was like the other night I would come to like only having a little bit left in my, in my drink. And I was like, I went to the bathroom and when I came back, I asked for a fresh one and put light and just poured what was left they had a stack of all the glasses and dishes and stuff because it was pretty late it's after the last game it's so I poured some of it in one of the and I was like I don't necessarily want to drink what was in there while I left it unattended and he was like you know you can send it to the back like I'll hold it back here for you I was like I wouldn't even have felt safe being here (laughs) if it wasn't for the experience and it was like you like this is the only place I can have a drink by myself because of that experience Aww. Wow. Yeah. That was a good story. Thanks. Also, just so you know, ladies, listeners, 
that is a great tip if you are at a bar yes and you don't know how to get away from the situation that was so smart I just flipped the receipt over and wrote help on the back of it and immediately got help out of that situation so I agree with you the quality that to like most in a man is someone who can make you feel safe I totally get that cool reliability dependability yeah Yeah. um what is the quality you like most in a woman also integrity and honesty and staying true to your word and if you talk the talk walk the fucking walk um so I like women that lift other women up that's gonna be my answer I love Um, that I think I have a pretty good group of gals gals and stew um (laughs) (laughs) one of the and uh, he actually said one of the reasons why I love this group of women so much is you don't tear each other down and you always Mm. have each other's backs and you like I love that yes so Um, important so important and I think that's where a lot of very hard to find it is I think that's where a lot of my tone came from where when I was answering my answer is that I have not experienced that it's been a lot of competition Mm -hmm. and also, and that, that totally leaks over into professionally. Right. Like, and because it can start, because it can start like very superficial and very like, um, appearance wise in, in middle school and high school and stuff like that, you know, I mean, I guess it can also be who gets the higher grade and who, know who does better in school and who's the teacher's pet and that's this and that like who's the smart girl who's the pretty girl yeah who's the girl that the boys want so for me it's like unfortunately I have professionally been around women who look out for themselves and they only do something if there's something in it for them and they are kind of secretive in a way that they try to hold things away from other people try to keep their product and their service speaking specifically about the yoga industry where a lot of yoga teachers will keep sequences a secret I think that's so silly, (laughs) you know, or keep like certain uh, strategies that they used in classes, but also to get client and marketing marketing and stuff like that. Very secretive and hold back instead of sharing that with other people so that other people can grow. They're like afraid that they're going to, that these newbies are going to come in and bring, you know, take all the business away from them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, you help each other, set each other up for success. If I succeed and you succeed, then I succeed more because I help, you know, I set you up for success. I want to help you, not hinder you. And there's enough out there for everybody. Like there's so many people, like if I'm talking specifically about yoga, there are so many more people not doing yoga than there are doing it. There's enough people out there for all of us Mm -hmm. yoga teachers. Absolutely. Yeah. I I work in corporate America where it's, there's like 10 female CEOs. So it seems like there's only one seat at the table for a woman. That's the quota. So you want to try to get to be that woman at the table. And it's like, well, no, there there's 15 seats here, right? There's never been a problem with there being 15 men here. So there are 15 seats here. We can fill up, bring people with you into your success and promote each other. I think that's really, really, really important. And women have a tendency, we divide each other and ourselves into camps. There's the the working mother versus the stay-at-home mother, Mm. the professional mother versus the freelance mother. And mothering Uh, in itself is a totally other fucking ball game when it comes to women criticizing each other. Oh my God. Breastfeeding, breastfeeding, vaccines, co-sleeping. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is... If you, how long did you give them baby food? Instead how long? Of being like, and then there's a competition ex- between your kids too. Like, oh, my kid oh, sleeps God. through the night. I'm yeah. the better parent. Yeah. Okay. At the yeah. end of the day, everybody's three-year-old is eating fucking cold French fries off the floor. Okay. Yeah. I don't care whether you <laughs> bottle fed or breastfed or whether you co-slept or you didn't, whether yeah. they took their first steps at nine months or 12 months or 15 months. 
three years old, they're all eating cold French fries off the bottom of your floor. Right, <laughs> like, right. Just, just there's an equalizer that should come with parenting and it doesn't. We're all exhausted just trying to do our best. But women get very competitive. I've, yeah, that's and judgy, very yeah. judgy. I think that that's after racism and homophobia, judgy, judgy people would be my next thing I deplore about people from our earlier question. All right. What or who is the greatest love of your life? My cat is yours, Guinevere. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that, that that's not even a question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, but though, but romantically, though, like it doesn't say romantically. Yeah, well, I have different categories. It's not fair. Romantically, it's my girlfriend. Yes. Okay. Not, it's my cat. Okay. My serious answer is my child and my sister. Oh, well, I love you too. (laughs) Obviously. Obviously. Next question. Uh, (laughs) Love you more than my cats, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) When and where were you the happiest? Didn't we already answer this question? I've never been the happiest. Oh, because we... What is your idea of... Yeah. So the first is, what is your idea of perfect happiness? This is when and where have you been? Well, we already answered that question. When and that's, where were you I the think, happiest? Yeah, that's the same answer. Okay. For me. What was your answer to that first one? Did you give the answer? I've never been happy, more happy than when I'm traveling. Oh yeah. Okay. What talents would you most like to have? I'm working on it currently, but I would really like to have the talent of being an awesome pole dancer pole dancer okay I have a few I would really I really wish I was a good painter I wish I could play the guitar or honestly I wish I had the commitment to be able to play any instrument I tried several because you could work on painting like you could practice and become a good painter you don't have to just wish for it I know these are talents that it says talents you would you you would most like to have I'm not a good painter I wish I was a good painter I also wish I was a good dancer like I'm okay but like I wish I could do like professional dancing that would be fantastic professional ballroom or like dancing with the stars yeah I want to be yeah, isn't that professional ballroom dancing? I, I guess, but they also do salsa and um like tango and stuff. Like, I don't know that they're all considered ballroom dancers. I think so. I think those are. I'm not sure, but. Like a waltz. When you say ballroom, I definitely think of like think a waltz or something like that. I mean, I think of everything from tango to waltz. Okay. But yeah, I would I say salsa wrong. is something know. different. I don't know I don't either. Know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Okay, maybe one day we'll have someone that was on that show as a guest on our podcast and they can just (laughs) explain the difference. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Or if there is a difference or if you're right. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Everything. Stop it. One thing. I mean, this has come up a couple times with these questions, but like my need for control, I would change that. I would be able to let go better. Let go of Let my attachments. Go. Okay. Let it go. It'd be cool if we could get her on it. So yeah, I would say that. All right. So I would say my anxiety. I wish I could rein that shit in because it stops me from all of the things I wish I could do. And it can it's be so one. paralyzing. It's a hard one. So I really, I mean, there are days that I just like look around and I'm like, I have a list of things to do. And none of them are necessarily hard, but not knowing where to start and the anxious, the anxiety about like picking where to start, it can be so overwhelming. So my anxiety holds me back incredibly. I am so sorry to hear that. What has helped me with my anxiety, if this helps any listeners, I, Charles heard this a million times, but maybe this would help a listener. Um, obviously, cannabis helps me, but that aside, meditation has helped me a lot. Pausing in the moment and trying to focus on the breath is a form of meditation as well, but, but you know, during, during that um, anxiety feeling can really help me. I guess that's it. Those are my two tips for managing anxiety, because uh, I've found that it's that I have been able to find help profoundly with that through my vices. So just wanted to share that little bit. Yeah, I wish I didn't have anxiety and depression. Yeah, same. That would be the one thing I would change about myself, the two things I would change about myself. Yeah. What do you consider your greatest achievement? 
moving across the country. I love that. My little timer on my phone is like, you've used too much internet time because I've had this up. (laughs) (laughs) My greatest issue. So this one time I like had this empty little like shell void. And within that void, I built bones and muscle mass and a brain and heart nervous system into this beautiful little human that expelled from my body. (laughs) And I did it with nothing else, but just siphoning the like minerals and parts of my body into creating this little, this little being. I built a human. You did. You could have said that. that. I did. But I think I I think that's too generic. I want to. Sorry to everybody else who experienced that the way I did. (laughs) Horrified. Anyway, it is. It is a big. First of all, it's a huge sacrifice, and it's huge. I was just talking about how gross that description. It is. It's it is gross, but everything about the experience of actually creating and having a baby. What did you you poop? No. No, no. When you gave labor, by the way. When I gave what I just said. (laughs) Yeah. Um. No. No, and not for like three days after either. (laughs) Oh, why am I asking? I forgot why I'm asking. Damn, you didn't even poop then. No. Damn. It's completely different muscles that you're using to push a baby out. I am told that everybody poops. Everybody doesn't. A lot of women do. A lot of women do. Um, it's like what I'm most nervous about but not everybody like, what I'm most nervous about it's like I don't want a diarrhea all over the well it wouldn't table it wouldn't be it wouldn't be diarrhea oh, because but imagine if it was listen there are so many other disgusting things that are happening at that moment I guess but just top it off with that is some not the worst fecal matter Ugh. oof man yeah that's that's not the worst thing I don't know have you ever seen a placenta? Fucking disgusting. No, 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 <laughs> no. But I've heard of uh, no. women eating them. I I know, and some people, some women use it for like facial, like cleanse product or whatever. Like yeah. you can send it away and turn it into face cream. No fucking Ooh. thank you. Blah. No, Blah. or they bury it in the yard the for like good luck. You bury it under a tree or something. I've heard right, about that, this. That that I won't knock as yeah. hard as the eating. And oh, rubbing God. it all over your face. Until your dog goes and digs it up in the backyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard some stories. No, Ew. thank you. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, no, fucking disgusting. Um, everything about uh, everything about pregnancy Ooh. and delivery is fucking disgusting. I'm sorry. But it's then- a beautiful thing that you're creating a human, like literally... There's nothing there, and you're building a human. I, it's amazing. There's a whole point to this leaning, because then it becomes this. Because then it becomes that beautiful adorable. little baby girl. Well, this is not a baby. She's five. This is my niece, yes. and she's five. We're not showing she's always anything, but I'm showing my sister a picture of her daughter. Of my beautiful baby girl. That I had handy right here. I'm that did that five year old did not come out of me. That would be no, 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 no. But it turns into that, and that's why we do the gross stuff. Yes, yes. We get this out of it. <laughs> After I just set up this whole new thing next to me, she could go on this fucking. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I have a place like to put where you could display picture. pictures of your niece. Finally, yeah, <laughs> yay! That was exciting. Okay. So, yeah, um, especially because I had so many medical professionals historically tell me that that would be something that I could never do. Yeah, for sure. That was a miracle. That was our miracle, baby. I created a human. Greatest accomplishment. Good job. That's my greatest accomplishment. Every, so when I say good job, it reminds me of uh, Shelby's brother. Uh, You know how on Facebook, when they give you like the notification that it's somebody's birthday, everybody comments on their page or writes on their page. Happy birthday. Yeah. Drew writes. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so 
I got a lot, a, a bit of grief from the nurses when they were going to do the picture, like the birth picture of Guinevere. And I put her in onesie that said birth, nailed it. I love that onesie. I love it. It was the one thing, like, I was Funny. like, no, I want to have this. I need to have this for her birth announcement picture. Oh, yeah. And they were like, don't you want to put her in like a pretty dress or do something? And I was like, no, I just want to set her up and be like, look, you're a winner. He fucking nailed it. First yeah, no, thing you did. The coolest thing. That was the coolest. I also really wanted a onesie. I didn't get it for Guinevere, but if I have another child, just so you know, I want a onesie <laughs> that says rolling down the street with my Cheerios and my juice box <laughs> or sipping on my juice box or rolling down the street with mama and my Cheerios sipping on my juice box. You know the song. It's gin and juice made into Cheerios and juice box with my mama or some shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> I know I'm messing it up because I haven't seen it in seven years, but <laughs> that was one I also really wanted um, that my next child will get. Should I be so fortunate or blessed, gifted or talented to build another <laughs> human fucking another human fucking being (laughs) human fucking being (laughs) builds another human fucking being in my body out of nothing (laughs) okay next question how many questions do we have left um it goes to 35 holy shit (laughs) we're at 20 oh yeah we're doing pretty good oh all right all right right. let's go then can I wait? Hold on. I I need a snack then. <laughs> a snack just flew at me. <laughs> like at your head. <laughs> okay. Next question. Next question. If you were to die and come back as a person or thing, what would it be? A tree. Because I think we can do that. I really agree. Either that or a dildo. Because I do believe it. <laughs> Wait a minute. You want to go up somebody's pussy? Like, no. That deep? But, Head first? No, but I did just say all that stuff about lift, empowering and lifting up other women. So, you know, how well to embody that in being a dildo or vibrator? Pay your dues? <laughs> I was like, that is, does not seem like a place that you want to be in particular. No, no, no not really. Out. No, I think a tree is a good answer. I, I, I can be, I'll come back as Jamie's dildo one of them she's many we all should um wow she okay. didn't even hear that anyway all right we all where... should come back as jamie's dildo <laughs> <laughs> no we should all have you said she has many of them <laughs> we all should have many oh, of... <laughs> <laughs> <Next> question. <laughs> where would you most like to live wow man i don't know so Jamie and I have a plan. Mm-hmm. Move around, live, try out living in a bunch of different places before we decide where we want to settle. Because um, neither of us really know. I don't really know. Okay. I want to go home because I want to be close to family. Yeah. But also, I home isn't where we're from. I also would. I have a couple other places. I would really like to live in Ireland in a very large, like castle. Not a castle, but like an estate type of home right by a cliff that overlooks some water. You want to live on the edge. Yeah. And I want to live. I've been listening to Dax talk a lot about Austin. I feel like Austin, Texas. Texas? Yeah. But Austin in particular, because it's a very like liberal little spot in the middle of. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's what they said. That's what they say. So he's been talking about it and he's kind of been hyping it up in my brain a little bit. I also would love to live in Norway, like Copenhagen. Mm, I think, I think politically I would like it there. There's a real culture around single moms and support there. I think just except for the weather. I mean, that's really the thing that casts out Ireland and Copenhagen right for me is it's probably cold, but you know what? It's been freaking cold here in the south too so yeah, i shouldn't it's, it's cold anyway it's cold anyway it's cold and... in southern california it's not fucking sunny and we need to uh, we need to stop chasing weather like that's just not that's not a good plan just live where it's beautiful and home yeah so i want most i want to go home but i have always wanted to go to hope copenhagen and ireland all right what is your most treasured possession 
snacks. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know? Oh, yeah. What's yours? My family pictures. Oh. It's funny how that's evolved so much because there was a time that it would have been like my book of CDs or like my rack of high heel shoes that's behind me, like my beautiful shoes. And over time, that's just evolved to, no, I just want the pictures of my family. Yeah, I mean, I like my podcast stuff and my photography stuff, you know, like I like that stuff. It's like not my most prized possessions, but I love it. Yeah. What do you regard as the lowest depth of misery? Um, I guess when I'm in the deepest of the depths of my misery, I am beyond hermiting, you know, not very depressing, not wanting to get out of bed, even. Is that what that means? Is that what they're asking? Um, I don't know. So the way I would answer that is victimhood. Being in a state where I'm a victim, that would be... Or people, when they're in that position where they're just a victim and there's no light and self-loathing, that's the bottom. When you just hate yourself and you're a victim of your circumstances and you can't get out of that and you can't get out of that mindset. Yeah. And then I would say, yeah, not getting out of bed, not move and exercise. and Yeah. That's the manifestation of the depth of misery. But what is the thing that like puts you there? Lack of control. (laughs) That sounds about right. It always keeps coming back to that. Okay. Yeah. When you feel like you don't have control over stuff. What is your favorite occupation? Being a yoga teacher and a professional snacker. Yeah. I don't know how to answer that. I've always wanted to be like a director and a writer. I've always wanted to do those things. You can still write. I can still write. I would also like to be a philanthropist. Like I wish I could build startup nonprofit organizations. be really disruptive marketplace what is your most marked characteristic i don't know what that means what is the one that you show the most i guess we'll answer it that way your most prominent i don't know you tell me what do people notice about me that notice about you the most yeah you're free-spirited is probably the thing that's remarked about uh, remarked upon the most is your free-spirited your intelligence really yeah I knew that was gonna surprise you but it's true (laughs) and and by the way for the listeners I knew that was gonna surprise her because she did for some fucking weird ass reason she does not think she's very smart I know the reasons but she's she is incredibly smart but she doesn't realize it I would have thought my stubbornness is probably what's up there (laughs) it's up there (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's up there but I would say smart is way above that wow yeah okay well, thanks. You're welcome. I didn't say that to please you, but you're welcome. What do you value most in your friends? Honesty and being there when I need them. I don't need them to be up my ass or I don't need them to need me up their ass or anything. But, you know, my friends and I don't talk every single day for sure. And, um, yeah. Who does in adulthood, really? But yeah, I would say um, compassion and follow through at, at when. If you say you're going to be somewhere, if you say you're going to help with something, if you say you're going to do something, fucking follow through. Nothing yes. irritates me more than someone who's like, oh, yeah, I said I would do that. I would help you with that thing. And you don't just don't offer if you're yeah. not going to follow through. But also compassion and consideration, genuinely caring about each other. Yeah. Who are your favorite writers? JK Rowling. My number one favorite, for sure, because Harry Potter is my favorite series ever. I'm trying to think of her name, but there's an author that I read a lot of her books last year. I like fiction. I'm not going to have anyone nearly as deep. Um, also, Nora Roberts. I, I, I just literally named a fiction series. Um, I was comparing myself to Jax in my head. Oh, um. <laughs> I was like, not nearly as deep. <laughs> uh yeah my favorite was, series is about a wizard boy <laughs> i was being embarrassed that if i was talking to dax who can roll out authors like crazy oh. and he's always talking about writers he's so well read and i'm just like um nora roberts i love her series i feel like they're always so impact like she has so many trilogies like about have. women yeah i'm like i feel like you're always reading 
Uh, I, yeah, I, I read a lot of her stuff, but there's also a writer who does <laughs> like teen <laughs> um, books that I didn't even realize were teen books um, <laughs> until I went looking for like the next one in a series. And I was like, where is it? And they were like, I think it's over in the teen fiction. I was like, I oh, that's embarrassing. That. That's not um, embarrassing. It's not embarrassing at all. I just read this really great book that's definitely a teen book. It also really explained why there was so much sexual tension and nothing in it. And no sex, yeah. But and no like follow through on any yeah, of that. For sure. Oh, well now that makes sense. Um because it's meant for teens. It's not yeah. meant for because I like romance novels. I like to get the fuck out of reality when I'm reading and dive into a good story. Who is your hero of fiction? Missy's going to say Harry Potter. No, your hero of fiction? Yeah, character in Harry Potter. And no, it is not going to be fucking Snape. It's going to be Lily Potter, Harry's mom. Okay. She's my hero of fiction. She sacrificed herself for the love of her son. Aw. Mine is going to be Batman. Cool. I fucking love Batman. You and know? I love him. I do. I love Batman. I love Batman so much. And really? the reason is because, well, one, he's got the fucking car and that's hot as hell. <laughs> okay. Things but I also, know about my sister. <laughs> but also the fact that he's an incredibly rich, entitled guy and he plays into that public appearance of just being a playboy and being rich and entitled. He's moonlighting as a fucking superhero and he puts so much time money and resources into saving his city he could just fucking leave like gotham's a shithole there's other places to go move to he could just ignore it and be that playboy but he allows people to think he's like shit and a terrible human and goes out and saves the fucking city all the time i love that i love that he doesn't have to and he does it yeah so yeah batman's my favorite fictional character love it which historical figure do you most identify with? Ooh, identify with? Oh, the long pause. Because <laughs> it's easy to say who your favorite historical mm-hmm. figure is. Yeah. Who's that for you? Well. Guess not so easy. <laughs> no, it's actually not that easy. But I could, I could start naming and listing stuff. Okay. More easily that way. I mean. And this is going to sound horrible <laughs> that I know the name. This person is depicted in a movie that I know the title of, and I can't remember her actual name right now. But it's the woman that kind of led the women's suffrage movement uh, and mm. the Iron Jawed Angels. That is such a surprise coming from you. I support feminism. I'm not okay. into man hating. I'm not into man hating either. I really admire that person in history because of how much she really. I, she was just so in it, um, so dedicated, and really incredible. Did horrible things to herself for everyone else, which is sad that that's where it had to get to. Her change to me, but I, uh, yeah, no, I admire her a lot. That person in history a lot for sure. Also, Marilyn Monroe. So who but do you identify who, with? Who do I identify with in history? Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg? Is he a I mean, he's a historical figure. Yeah, Willie Nelson's probably more accurate. Who do I identify with? Okay. So my favorite historical figures. I love FDR and Ben Franklin, my birthday buddy. <laughs> I love him. I think I kind of maybe identify with him a little bit because he had such a curious mind. I, and I kind of like admire that he went for it in so many ways and like his his sexual endeavors and like how he went for it. Like I, I kind of admire that side of mm-hmm. him too. I think that's really cool. <laughs> Even though it's not me, really. It's cool. Yeah. There's part of me that's like, oh, I wish I could do that. But the, the just the curiosity let's see what like identify with i don't know all right next question okay um who are your heroes your heroes in real life oh in real life wow in real life 
That's a Your loaded heroes. question. <laughs> I don't have time for that one. Because <laughs> I don't know anymore. Mm. You are. You're definitely a hero of mine. But yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I would say you're one of my heroes. I would say still our family, has, even in their flaws, they're still my heroes. They literally saved me many times. And I think Stu. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, my mentor, Stu. I think he's one of my heroes. I love that. Him and his, and his wife. Oh my God, she is, I'm such a huge fan of hers. I love them together. What are your favorite names? Okay, so Guinevere. I like the name Gwen- Penelope, but my girlfriend shut that down. She don't like it. Um, I love Guinevere, Anastasia, Sage, Willow, Savannah. Boy names, I love Carlos, Antonio, Tyrone. Those are probably my favorite names. And Oliver and Lucas. Guinevere was going to be Lucas, Oliver, or Lucas, Antonio. I like Lucas. Okay, so what... Is it that you most dislike? In general? Just in general. Industrial, animal, agriculture. Mm, okay. Capitalism, racism, homophobia, all pretty well fucking tied. Okay. What is your greatest regret? The amount of mm. money I spent on going to college. I mean, I don't regret it because of the experience I got where I, I, I'm, I am where I am today because of every decision I've ever made. So I don't regret anything ever, but... I do wish I didn't have a student loan, student loan debt to pay for an education that I don't value. Yeah, I do feel a little bit okay in that I did at least use my degree and specifically work in that <laughs> yeah. field for 12 years. I too wish that I wasn't in the whole several thousand dollars, several tens of thousands of dollars um, for that experience, but I did meet some really wonderful people and so I do appreciate that but I get it like the burden of that debt is unbelievable I think my greatest regret was not staying home when I was pregnant and not telling somebody some things before they passed yeah okay that's true I definitely regret not telling Alex that I loved him before he died yeah okay I have one you found it good job (laughs) you're welcome Next question. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, how would you like to die? Peacefully or awesomely having fun. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah. I, I don't want it to. I don't want it to be like, there's part of me that's like, I want it to be very unexpected. So it's just sudden type of thing so that there's no pain or whatever like that. But I also on the flip side of that, I really want to have like time in that I appreciate like of appreciating. I only have a finite amount of time. And I think that's an introspection that you get when you have like a cancer diagnosis and you know, you've only got a month to live and those kinds of conversations, because even though I think sometimes we do this now, but you don't always get the reciprocal part of the conversation and people don't always take you as seriously when you're trying to have that with them as I feel like you get when you're, when you're dying, when you're dying, they don't take you seriously when you're alive and well, if you're just like, yeah. So like, if I were no, to I know what you're call someone and just be like, Hey, I just want to say, I appreciate you in my life. And I love you. They'd be like, oh, okay, thanks. I love you too. You know, it's not the same yeah. as impactful, I guess. Yeah. All right. Last question. You ready? Woo-hoo! I'm ready. Yeah. All right. What is your motto? Nothing. What's the motto with you? <laughs> Nothing. What's the motto with you? <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I love a lot. I mean, I have one on my Instagram page that says inhale the good shit, exhale the bullshit. I've got a t-shirt that says do no harm, take no shit. Oh, I um, love that. Love that oh one. Oh my God. Those are probably my two faves. I've got a lot. Let go and let God or the universe or whatever. So I have a few. I'm actually pulling up my email to see like the quotes that I have at the end of my (laughs) thing to see, to be like, okay, this is. I love that you still do that. You've done that forever. (laughs) I I usually delete them when I'm sending an email at this point because it is such an old school type of thing, but it's, it is part of my signature on my emails. So I love, this is actually a quote from the book. The Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. And he plays, he does the voices of all these different characters. 
And as Lincoln, he says, well, public opinion may sway back and forth, right and wrong, do not. I like that. I love, I love that. And then I have one from Andy Rooney. That's life's tough, but I'm tougher. That's a good one too. And another one by him is everyone wants to live at the top of the mountain, but all the happiness and growth occurs while you're climbing it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that that was a pretty good one. Yeah. Listeners, thank you for listening. Please like us, download, subscribe, whatever you do with your podcasts. Uh, Leave us a review wherever you listen and you can visit our website sisterlysituationspodcast.com you can write us an email from uh right from there there should be a link and i say should because we're just not done building the website at this point but by the time this is all released it should be just fine (laughs) and that's it and that's our situation that's the situation i hope our listeners find someone that they love and trust that they can do the questionnaire with yeah yeah that's fun I love you. I love spending time with you. Me too. All right. Bye. Bye.